Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Weekend Gardening. Thank you so very much for deciding that you need to be green today. Now, come on. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. By the way, uh, I don't do this too often, but... To my friends in Tupelo, y'all know I miss you because we didn't get to see each other this year. I know you've all got on sleeves today. I get it. I still don't even have on socks here in central Mississippi. But the good news is that there's going to be a cooler week for the rest of us coming up very shortly here. I'm I'm happy about that. It will be warmer than I want it to be this afternoon for the things I need to do, but for the men coming to fix my roof next week that it will be very pleasant and i think that will probably improve a lot of things yeah that's right you know people say why do you want oh i you know just about you must love owning a house and of course i have to confess i do but on the other hand when something breaks there's no one to call <laughs> on the other hand i call buddy slowick the handyman <laughs> buddy who do i call <laughs> Lance is here this morning. Welcome in, Lance. Thank you for coming. I know you do all sorts of stuff. Friday night, the the, the scoreboard show and all these sorts of things. So 8 o'clock on Saturday is probably not your favorite moment, but I'm glad to have you here. Oh, I'm happy to be here with you. I learned something. I get to see you, and you have on such a pretty blue shirt. You it's know, loud today. It, <laughs> no, it looks great. And, you know, it's uh, staying up late on a Friday to get to wake up to flowers and learning about, you know, growing things, something I've always had a great passion for. But, you know, you just kind of dumb through it. You know, this is great. I'm learning. And so thank, thank you. you very much. Well, thank you. As the daughter of a football coach, I have a lot of Friday night fever in me, too. So that's kind of how that goes. Now, you know what? I'm going to name the plant of the day. And you're going to say, what? I'm going to say Eupatorium. Woo, Eupatorium. Boneset is the name that you will know more commonly. And if you are driving down the road at any point, anywhere in the sound of my voice this week, you will see tall things with white flowers on top of them. They're right next to the goldenrod and the the uh, the purple um, vernonia that's also blooming right now. The, these are the absolute hallmarks of autumn in the south i love them i know we i know people mow them down and they get it because they're in the way of this or they're in the way of that but i'm got to tell you that boneset has some of the most wonderful wonderful structure to the plant i love a stem that looks like it's going straight through a leaf and that's one of the things about um, the, the eupatorium that the bone set that you see on the side of the road most of it there are a lot of lot of eupatoriums but that's the one that i'm uh, referring to today is our friend bone set yes of course that's it has it has history it it um has a a bit of lore and some research around using its mallow the part on the inside of its stems and whatnot 
and laying the leaves on because they are very gluey and sticky, which could make bracing broken bones a little bit easier if you didn't have anything else to do that with back when people didn't. But it's also known as a tea for something else we don't suffer very much, thank goodness, anymore, the, the, the brittle bone diseases and things that were, that were fever diseases that were known in the 18th century when it began to have that name. I just like it because it's pretty. It holds up well in the vase. The pollinators love it, and you really can't kill it. So that's another good point about any plant. That and all sorts of other information I hope that you will find helpful or useful or at least vaguely amusing will be yours in the next couple of hours. You can also join in by giving me a call, 888 808 the Super Talk call line. And, of course, the C Spire text line is always open to you, 601-879-4395. I, I appreciate even the ones that I can't read out loud. <laughs> y'all are pretty funny. <laughs> Sometimes y'all are especially funny. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about my friends today. You know, there's so many events that kind of went on hold or went online or got changed in their nature, and some of them are coming back around, particularly outdoor events, to their original form in whatever adaptations are necessary for the given year. You've probably got one in your neighborhood. I've got one in my neighborhood. That's Wells Fest. And I'm I, I'm a big supporter of Wells Fest. Go to the plant sale. If you're anywhere near Lakeland Drive, Jamie Boyle Park in Jackson, Mississippi today, go to that plant sale. I'm telling you. T-shirts are beautiful. The music's great. The food will be fun. But that's one of the best plant sales you're ever going to go to. Thank you very much, Mr. Moncrief. Okay. Now, he didn't tell me to say that. I just told him I was going to. One of the other things, of course, that is going on at this time of the year that I will tell you about now and that I will also mention um, next week is this the Fondren Bottle Tree Garden Tour. Yes, my neighborhood. I'm sticking in Jackson just for a moment, a little bit of local color. People do come to Jackson, and we appreciate you. Um, My garden is being renamed as we speak by me. It is now being called the Weeds of Jackson because it has all of them. And I'm I'm particularly happy about pepper vine today. And um, I'll talk to you about chamber bitter if you'd like. I've decided you can't get rid of them. Why fight it? You might as well know their names and get, make friends with them. So I'm working on that. That's coming up October the 9th. They've got a website. So go go check that out, FondrenGardenTour.com, if, you, if you're interested. We'd love for you to join us. It's going to be a fun day. Um, and if we raise enough money, we'll be able to do some really cool things. If we don't raise a whole lot of money, we'll do it again and raise some more. <laughs> That's how our neighborhood works. I have just seen my first Sasanqua opening, and it, I, I, I didn't expect it because usually... Usually the night blooming cereus finish blooming before the Sasanqua trees start up, but this year they're kind of crashing into one another. Okay, I can appreciate that. Sasanquas, of course, are the wilder, more yard friendly plant than their friend than their their relative Camellia japonica. The the japonicas, of course, are the ones that. You see it's corsages or you um, float them in a bowl on the table because they have very short stems and they're absolutely magnificent flowers. They tend to start up a little bit later in the fall. The Sasanquas are the first ones. Their flowers are more fragile, but there's more of them because these are bigger plants and a lot of them are trees. I have um, have one Sasanqua tree left in my garden after a lot of strange things happened to it. Things fell on it and whatnot, but it, it... 
it has one flower on it, and my night blooming cereus has has a flower on it this morning too. So that's kind of unusual. Not not exactly what, uh, not exactly the usual progression. But that's why people keep notes about their gardens because it's important to understand that you may or may not be seeing the same things. Those those folks in England that have had the same properties in their families for six and eight hundred years and stuff and have written down when the lilac bloomed each year. Good heavens, it has changed. Some of those people are now growing wine grapes. You know, they they probably could plant crepe myrtles if they wanted to. But something else going on right now in the, the world of our gardens is saving these seeds. We've had a pretty good dry spell most places here in the last little bit and i've noticed a lot of seed pods ripening here and there make sure that you notice whether or not they're ones you want and if they are let them dry completely if you possibly can on the plant even if you have to put something around them to keep them from getting rained on or or if your sprinkler system is particularly aggressive you know do that so that those those pods can dry i did that with my Mexican hat, the retibita that I like so much, about three weeks ago, crushed all of it up, and they've already started sprouting again. But that one's easy, okay? That one I'm not going to store either. So if you want to store them, it's particularly important for them to be fully ripe and to be aware that they're not going to keep going. They're just going to dry out, and and the, the horticultural term is desiccate because their interiors will become dry and they won't be able to sprout. So make sure you're harvesting healthy, happy seeds. For those of you who are kind enough to be my patrons on Patreon.com, I welcome you. Thank you very, very much. I'm, the archive is messed up. And because I'm the only one that has messed it up, I'm going to figure it out and straighten it out. But I appreciate you. If there's a particular week of newsletter or if you missed a video or anything, let me know, and I'll be happy to get that to you. But right now I'm having sort of a... My own technical world is kind of falling apart. Now, I will tell you this, though. There's some really cool things going on in the garden. Right now, I I hope you're planting lettuce or at least getting ready to with this cooler weather coming along. You may want to be looking for plants. You may already have seedlings coming up. I have to say that I have about one square foot of, of lettuce seedlings that have come up, and they're a couple of inches tall. It's not going to be long before I'm harvesting. All right. I do these real thickly, and then I begin taking very small leaves. But don't pull them out in a close planting like that. You're you're welcome. The world will appreciate you if you harvest individual leaves. That also makes room for the other plants to get a little bit bigger. But just like when you do microgreens, you got to snip them with a pair of scissors at the base so that you're not disrupting the roots of the others if you're not planning on eating all of them at one time. How handy is that? <laughs> Let's see. What's up with Joe? Um, <laughs> Joe and Madison, I, I, I was thinking this was going to be an avocado question here on the C Spark text line 601-879-4395. What is the potting progression in avocado plants? I have three and four-inch pots. They're 12 inches tall. They have three or four leaves. They don't seem to be getting any more height. Probably not. A four-inch pot's kind of small. I'm going to move them up to at least a quart pot, preferably a six-inch pot or even a gallon because these things have got deep roots. If you have some black shrub containers that you you know that are sitting around that were a one-gallon pot, that would really be ideal for this. And at that point, 
you will want to begin fertilizing them and that will help put on some more leaves they also do need full sun and since i'm going to guess you grew these from seeds i can't tell you if they're going to be hardy in madison or not so you'll have to think about winter protection Um, i come from a, a line of people who have built tiny greenhouses around avocado trees in order to keep them in you know further south much further south in madison but now that we have varieties that are adaptable into zone eight we do have other choices we can make but that's not going to be what you get from seed necessarily i've talked about this before here and i understand that most of you get it but there will there's always new folks that that don't get it seeds are wonderful seeds are also magical seeds are also mysterious because you don't always know what you're going to get if you're collecting seed or if you're planting seed from something that is a true its own it's it's true to itself then yes you're going to get that exact same plant but that's how come when you plant seeds from zinnias for example even if you saved them it's probably going to be a mix you're going to get some shades that are the same as you saw before some different ones because seeds vary that's how come genetics works is because seeds vary if it didn't what you know we'd be kind of stuck like we are with cavendish bananas the bananas you buy in the grocery store are cavendish that's the only variety that is transportable to the extent that we do it here in the United States. There are plenty of other bananas, but they don't ship very well or they have a very short window of opportunity for eating anyway. So those are all local favorites. Well, there are problems in the Cavendish fields, and those plantations are, as we speak, have hiring boatloads of scientists to try and help them figure out how they're going to keep the bananas coming. What would we do without our bananas? Oh, my goodness, I don't know. Hope we don't ever have to find out. That's what I think. 888-808-8637, that is the telephone number here with the Super Talk call line. The American Chemical Society, you know how fond I am of them. I really like when they redefine something, and they do it a lot. Let's face it. I mean, if you if you are of a certain age, you grew up with the expression, better living through chemistry. And that was, in fact... We all, we really did all think that they were going to be able to invent everything to fix us, but kind of like Rosie the Robot, you know, it's not all perfect yet. However, we're headed in a better direction when we redefine what robot actually means. These things are, for the most part, you know, they're complicated. We may think of the ones that can um, jump over, you know, basically run hurdles through the warehouse as they're putting things away and doing all these other things, fixing, making, building cars, all those sorts of things. But Millie robots are going to change that whole sort of industrial art design that we see in our minds when we hear the word robot. These robots are not any bigger than my finger. They're not as wide as my finger. And one of these days, they could actually perform minimally invasive surgery. Now, let me tell you something. Everybody will tell you that a surgery is minimally invasive because it is, but it's also not happening to them. It's the same thing when they tell you, oh, there'll be brief discomfort after this procedure. Uh Uh-huh, right. It's because it's not their discomfort that they consider it brief. (laughs) You're out of the office and gone by then. But nevertheless... This little tiny caterpillar-like robot thing folds up, rolls over, grabs, and then after it finishes its work, it degrades. How cool is that? That's the ones I want. I want them. I want to. Can these paint my house? 
can I get some assistance from these things? Can they just kind of swarm in? I need a drone right now, by the way. I need a drone right now to look at my roof. <laughs> well, it'd be great if you could have a robot that you didn't have to worry about hanging around, like you said afterwards. Exactly. It just disintegrates. You don't have a Terminator 2 or 3 exactly. situation coming. Exactly. Your, your plants start coming after you. And, and we we turn it back into the next robot. You know, the whole thing is makes a beautiful circle. Um, I just think it's brilliant. But the biodegradable, for example, the, the biodegradable quality of it is one of the things that this particular group of researchers were absolutely looking for. They're, um, you know, they they have a lot of things that they want to do, and one of the things that that I've got to just start holding on to is this whole notion of milli robots. They created with this whole thing using a gelatin solution with iron oxide microparticles. Good heavens! See, it's proof of my theory. You have to be able, you have to be the point where you can think of that before you can even imagine it happening, before you can possibly do it. I love it. I want one. I want to name it Kermit and have it be a little green caterpillar robot. <laughs> Why not? Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's something about cats and kittens. the the new um, the, the new kitten at my house has decided that she does in fact own it, and that's okay with me. So it works out pretty well sometimes. I. Uh, I do like it when they plant themselves in my lap. I like a cat on my lap, especially if I'm riding. For some reason, that makes it a whole lot easier. May not be the way to have fun. I don't know. Come on now. This is Weekend Gardening. Open up the window. Let some air to this room. I think mama's choking from the smell of stale perfume. And the cigarette you're smoking about to scare me half to death. Open up the window, let me catch my breath. Mama told me not to come. Mama told me not to come. She said that ain't no way to have fun. Son, that ain't no way to have fun. Son, son, son. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. The Mississippi Lottery Powerball and Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve are giving one Mississippi Lottery insider a chance to become Powerball's first millionaire of the year. The New York Rock and Eve promotion is packed with prizes, and you could win $1,000 just for entering early. Sign up to be a Mississippi Lottery insider by September 30th for a chance to become 2023's first millionaire. Rules and prize descriptions can be found at mslotteryhome.com slash promos. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. 
Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. What are the best-dressed homes wearing this fall? Miss Kelly's Furniture. Cozy up to the latest styles, from classic to contemporary and everything in between. Dress up your home and save as much as $300 and spread your payments out over five years with no money down. Play with patterns, add some drama, or just some finishing touches. With $300 off and five years special financing, updating for fall isn't just easy, it's so much fun. Happy fall, y'all, from Miss Kelly's. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Is your job recession-proof? Now might be the perfect time to switch careers and become an IT professional with My Computer Career. IT is listed as one of the top recession-proof professions. You could have your dream job in just months, not years. No experience needed. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. In life and in business, one thing is certain, change. That's why Pilium Corporation is ready to keep you ahead of the curve on ever-evolving technology, critical for your company's security and growth. To that end, the Pilium team offers IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems, and real-time crime center technology. Visit us at Pilium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. I can see clearly now the rain is gone I can see all obstacles in my way Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind It's gonna be Always a nice way to start off a Saturday, or if you're listening to the rebroadcast, maybe you're picking me up on demand or in a podcast. Either way it goes, I appreciate that very, very much. Thank you for being part of the Weekend Gardening family. I have, uh, there's not anything that I can tell you that makes me happier than when something that I've known since, you know, the the first Earth Day was a problem, finally has a solution that seems within our reach, because some of these problems are intractable. We didn't get into our issues with our environment in a hurry, and sometimes it takes a long time to get them out. But one of the concepts that has really made me upset over the years is this notion of forever chemicals. Um, you re- you may remember or you may have read about or studied or heard that there were Superfund sites that were supposed to be places where all the cleanup was going to happen because of the things that had been done when before we knew what 
havoc we were kind of creating as human beings. And we do have to as human beings, just like when we figured out the Dust Bowl had to do with using up our soil, we had to go back and figure that out. Luckily, soil responds pretty quickly. A lot of these dump sites didn't. And part of the problem were these persistent, what are now known as forever chemicals. Now, I'm not going to say that every effort was made. I don't know that much about it. I know that those sites are still there in many cases, despite whatever's been done. And I can tell you that the forever chemicals kind of put a damper on your whole idea that we could possibly get rid of these things that are so infested with hazardous human-made chemicals that you can't even drink the rainwater in these places, okay? Well, good news. All that we've been working on to try to figure this out has come down to this. UCLA and Northwestern University have developed a really simpler way than we could possibly have imagined to break down about a dozen of these virtually indestructible chemicals at relatively low temperatures. And here's the biggie, no harmful byproducts, okay? How'd they do that? Well, they just kept plugging away. They just kept doing the math. They just kept paying attention to everything anybody did and worked on the research and redid the research and followed it all backwards again. And eventually they found out the good news is in publishing in the journal Science, okay, this is not baloney. This is, as much as I love it, this is not Mad Magazine. This is the real deal. Researchers showed that water heated to right about 200, it's a, there's a window there, but around 200 degrees Fahrenheit. At that point, common inexpensive solvents and reagents severed the molecular bonds in those PFAs that are among the strongest known, and somehow or another manages the the temperature rise, manages to initiate the chemical reaction that basically nibbled away at them, okay, until it was gone. The molecule was just gone. So, of course, they said, well, this must be a fluke. This couldn't possibly be something we can do. So they've done it again and again and again. And I really am pleased to tell you that they kept, even during during the pandemic and during everybody being in different places, and then they've come back together to pull this research into one piece, they built a chemical guillotine. <laughs> I love that idea. Anyway, when they did this, they they heated the, the PFAs, these, these permanent forever chemicals, as they're called, in water with, of all things, DMSO and lye. Okay, this is this is uh, dimethyl sulfoxide, sodium hydroxide, but it's DMSO and lye. And it lopped off the head of the creature, and then it took off parts of the tail. Now, what they expected was that one, one molecule would come off at a time, okay? And they really did expect it, it turned out differently. Three or four of them pop off at once. So they had to solve that particular mystery with a little bit more work when what they showed in the process of proving that is that the only byproducts of this process are fluoride, which, you know, we're not that disturbed about. We have a lot of fluoride, but we also use a lot of fluoride. Carbon dioxide and formic acid. These are things that can be done. This, this is a process that can be put into place, and it's not even that ridiculously expensive. It's very ex- exciting to see work that has been done at long distance and then up close, examining each other's results, examining what all fa- happens from it, and then eventually coming to a conclusion that they can present to us as a solution to a problem that we've all known about for a very long time. 
That's really wonderful. Need to know about shrubs um, to transplant plant now or later. Well, it, it, my classic is uh, if if you want to dig it up and plant it somewhere else, getting it from Mama's house or moving it around in your yard, um, do that between November and February. Okay, okay. I love information that I did not know. And I'll, this this is something that um, comes from the old loose dirt days. You may remember that newsletter. I hope you do. <laughs> when talking, you learn something different from everybody that you talk to about gardening in the first place. And I have to say that this particular statement um, is true. We eat a lot of things that we're not accustomed to cooking at in the fall. And we think about venison. A lot of times you'll go somewhere and you'll be served venison, but you don't know how it was cooked because you didn't do it yourself and you may not even have access to it. Sadly, not all of us do. But I love the idea that we're going to put the, the herb categories of what goes with what. You know, um, bay, rosemary, sage, sweet marjoram, and savory, which is one of those herbs that we hardly grow but is a delicious, delicious taste. I had no idea all those things would go into a marinade for venison, but I'm tickled to know it. And if, if anybody, sometimes some years, you know, I get uh, more gifts than others, so I'm going to try that one of these times. Why not? I have been uh, pulling weeds. I've been watering areas and pulling weeds, but that's only because I needed to make room for a couple of things that I want to plant. And I am indeed planting a few things in places where they haven't, there hasn't been anything for a while, but I haven't had to get out the pickaxe because I have been building dirt there. We've talked about here uh, before um, the, the whole question of what do we do when you've had a garden for a while? Do you still have, do you just maintain it? Do you have things you want to do to it? Do you want to change things? And as conditions change around it there's a lot more sun in my front garden than there was at one time but i noticed yesterday that now the vitex and the magnolia have which used to be feet apart from each other have gotten so large that i'm going to have to prune both of them i think especially the vitex this year one of the questions that i always get in in the fall of course is uh how do we how do we talk about our fall tomatoes so let's go to the phone and talk about Jim. Talk with Jim in Laurel. Jim, I know that you're growing tomatoes, but I don't like the note that I see here. What's up? Well, I I baby these things, garden mama. I put them in buckets with horse manure and hay, and I kept them fertilized and I put miracle grow on them to get them to grow and quit that. They got about five foot tall. No tomatoes. I mm-hmm. topped them. Uh, they grew back, no tomatoes. I finally got one tomato growing at the base of one of the plants. Mm-hmm. Got like a golf ball and rotted. Hmm. Now, I think I've pretty much answered my own question on this. But when I put this stuff in this in these buckets, I got drain holes in the sides of them so it'll hold a little water. Mm-hmm. I got rocks in there. Mm-hmm. Then I got dirt. I mean, you know, dirt, not soil i got dirt in the bottom of it i Mm -hmm. think that's what's causing it yeah you probably could have planted fence posts with more success (laughs) well i I went camping one time and used willow branches for posts come back next year the willow tree is growing see you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about the the problem is that 
you've you've obviously got enough to grow green leaves on the tomatoes, but the Miracle Grow can't really get enough going with dirt. <laughs> with, with, with well, dirt. I just use Milk Grow for a short period of time. Uh huh. And that's okay. But if you're if you're not getting any flowers and fruit now, you should be getting flowers and fruit now. So if you're not getting flowers and fruit now. I'm going to, if the plants still look really good, I'm, I'm going to use only a flower forming fertilizer on them. And if you don't have that, I'm going to not fertilize them at all and just see whether or not. Well, they're turning brown and they're fixed to get buried. Okay, well, that sounds good. They'll make good compost. But I think well, you're, I think yeah. the, I think well, the balance between what was in the soil and the, the remains of the summer have just taken their toll. I say my three-year-old jalapeno plant still doing good, still producing peppers. Well, and I mean that you know, Beth. I know you can grow plants. I just think, as you say, you you chose this way, and this one didn't work. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, Garden Mama, enjoy your show. I listen every Saturday. Thank Sometimes you, sir. I catch you on the reruns. Thank you very much. Good to hear from you today. Better luck tomorrow. Bet broccoli is on the horizon now. We can plant other things. <laughs> is Mabel on the phone? Let's see if we can talk to her. I'm, I'm, uh, we'll, we'll get to Mabel in a second. Anyway, the, uh, the question for me always is, what in the world am I going to do next? And I have to tell you that it, if you are not planting garlic and onions yet, you need to get busy with that, okay? Oh, good. Let's talk with Mabel. Mabel's in, in my neighborhood in Jackson. Good morning, Mabel. What's up? I'm you. Okay, thank you. I'm calling for a lady. She lives in uh, Pearl. Mm-hmm. And she have uh, uh, two, three, she said, large flower pots. Mm-hmm. And she'll have nuts growing in them. And she wants to know what she could plant like now mm-hmm. that will live through the, through the winter. Okay. Well, if they're not there now, they'll be there in another week or so. Um, pansies and snapdragons are the two best ones for that situation. You can also put in poppies and cornflowers. So she may or may not find the plants for those, but there's plenty of seed for both of those two. Pansies and snapdragons she's going to find at the garden center. And then poppies and cornflowers you can plant from seed. Okay, and those are, and she won't have to, she ain't got no green thumb, she said. Well, something like that. She won't have to, you know, keep, you know, petting them or whatever. Only have to water them when it doesn't rain. Okay. And they go, do they grow, grow kind of tall? She don't want them real tall, but, you know. Yeah, the poppies and the cornflowers um, and the snapdragons can be tall. The pansies, of course, are about six or eight inches tall and make pretty mounds full of flowers. So they're, it's a good combination. And, and uh, what you do like for the... Uh, well, like it get real cold, just you have to cover them with something. Uh, unless we're go- not unless we're going to have ice for a week. These are tough plants. Okay, now well, she got a special kind of soil, you know, to put in there. Well, she does need a container soil. Don't dig it up out of the yard. You know, get a get a potting mix or a container soil mix, one of those things. But that's at the garden center. She'll be able to get that. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're helping her. New gardeners oftentimes need just need somebody that says, it's okay, you can do this. <laughs> and you're the perfect voice for that because you do everything. Yeah, because I got a, um, a pineapple. Oh, fun. And it's got in the, in, in the middle of it a, a pretty little a, 
Oh, pineapple. Oh, yeah. Isn't that fun? I love when that goes like it, like we want it to. Sometimes we plant them and they don't ever make the pineapple, but I love when they do. Oh, you got a pineapple in it. You just keep it in a bright window or keep it in the sun, keep it watered. In the yard in a big pot. Well, and that until it gets real, real cold, that'll be fine. You'll, you'll want to put it. You'll want to put something over it or put it in a, a, a foyer or something when it when it gets freezing, freezing because you don't want that fruit to freeze. But it'll it can tolerate temperatures in the forties without a problem. And so it, I'm going to have to bring it inside because it's too big now. Yeah. In the pot. Yeah. So I got a tear garden, I got a pot. I love it. I'm so glad you got it to grow. That's wonderful. Yeah. Is this one going to come in there? Uh, yep. But it'll make baby baby plants at the base of it. And those, of course, are the next generation of pineapple. Oh, yeah, because it's got a nice little cute pineapple in it. Yep. I love that. Thank uh, you for calling today, Mabel. Uh, okay. Tell your friend in Pearl I said, hey. We'll we'll get her growing. Thank you. Mike in Brookhaven texting in this morning. Is it time to plant turnips and collards? Yes. Will they be okay in a container garden? Yes. That was easy. Um, I would plant the, the, the turnip greens first, and then I'd wait a week or so and plant the collard greens because I like them in a little cooler setting. But uh, this is this is perfect for mustards and turnips for sure. I'm also going to say a word for Tokyo Cross turnips if you haven't ever grown that one. It's a white turnip, and sometimes people call it the salad turnip because a lot of times you'll you'll find it chopped up raw in something. And it's a lovely, lovely raw taste, but I like it just lightly steamed. I think the greens are good, too. Tokyo Cross turnips. What, which one do you like? I bet you like purple top. Mm-hmm. Yep. Too much. Oh, my goodness. Well, I love... There's a bit more Booker T today than usual just because I'm in the mood. I'm in kind of a Memphis mood today. I bet they have on sleeves, too. Hey, now, stick around. we got to go. This is Weekend Gardening. seen a field of corn or soybeans or cotton growing along the highway think about that for a moment from tiny seeds comes this field of crops you and i need to live our lives every day the mississippi farm bureau federation celebrates 100 years in 2022 we began much the same way as a seed of an idea that took root in 1922 in the 100 years since the mississippi farm bureau federation has contributed so much to our lives across every county of this state From insurance to hospitals, from private property rights to road and bridge repair, Mississippi Farm Bureau has fought to make a better way of life for Mississippians, member or not. So, while agriculture is important, we are not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. 
To someone going the wrong way down a one-way street, a word of warning is not a personal attack. It's a call to turn around before it's too late. Hear Dr. Michael Ziegler's message this week on The Lutheran Hour. Each Sunday morning at 7 on Supertalk 97.3. What's the best way to accomplish a common goal? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything with the right leadership. That's why all of us at Janny King, the King of Clean, are excited for this season. At Janny King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your offices, schools, buildings, and churches. Let our team help your team. Go to JannyKingCleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's JannyKingCleans.com. Janny King, the King of Clean. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. He takes the pin, signs the dotted line, touchdown! That's right, you'll always score big when you shop your home team, Mazda of Jackson. You'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the deals you'll get on every new Mazda in stock. Get super low 1.9% financing for 36 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-9s. Get 2.49% financing for 36 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-5s. And get 2.49% financing for 36 months on the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty. Have a trade-in? Bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And remember, one. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Come score big at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. With proof credit on select model, see dealer for details. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Green, the new degree of comfort. One of the things that people ask about is the difference in gardening in the Deep South and gardening in other places. There are several big differences. Classic from my point of view is that the ground never freezes and the bugs don't die here, and so therefore things are different. But it's also true that we go travel somewhere and we look at this and we think, well, I would really like to have that English garden effect 
okay, but you need to pick plants that are going to do that without necessarily being the plants that you saw in England because they're not necessarily going to do as well here or they're going to do well in a different season and all of those sorts of things. We get into the lavender argument. Can we grow lavender? Some lavenders, yes. Some no. Some people, yes. Some people, no. But when it comes to tarragon, we're almost entirely agreed that we really ought to grow Spanish tarragon. And that's because it's not tarragon. It's a tagetes. It's, it's actually a marigold. It's Mexican mint marigold, or it has any other number of other names. Um, winter tarragon, I love. <laughs> funny. Just put the things that we name plants. But the point is, it grows brilliantly. And it has an absolutely wonderful tarragon flavor to its leaves, a little bit to the flowers, but mostly to the leaves, and it's a lot easier to grow. So if you have been wanting to grow tarragon, and yes, I, I do consider that you should, it's it's kind of like, oh gosh, it, it's like um, the p- pineapple salvias and things, you know, it's not necessarily something everybody likes. But if you like the the way tarragon smells and you like to use it either in crafts or in cooking or anything else, check out Spanish tarragon or the better name for it, I think, is Mexican mint marigold. I like it very, very much. Let's see. Request um, from Corey. Good morning, Corey. In Batesville, what blend of fertilizer to use for purple top turnips and daikon radishes? Well, um well, that's interesting. That just blew away. There it is. Come back. Hello. Um, it's a, always a question, really, of what do you already have in the soil. So, for example, if you've been growing things in it all summer long and it has had you put fertilizer in in the spring and in the summer, you may or may not need anything to get the greens going. But you will also want the root crops themselves to have what they need so sometimes it's as simple as getting everything to sprout and then after you thin the seedlings get yourself some vegetable garden food 5 10 10 5 10 5 what you don't want is a whole lot of nitrogen because that's going to do fine for everything in the leaf department but you're trying to get those roots to develop in the case of the daikons and of course the turnips so i want you to hold off on the nitrogen now if you haven't grown anything here and you've just put together a bed and it's brand new and you don't have any fertilizer in it at all, I'll bet you there's still enough nitrogen for turnips and daikon to get sprouted, okay? So you're still looking at feeding them from the point of view of making the turnip or the daikon. One more thing to note, if you have grown these before and they didn't make turnips or daikons or carrots or beets or any other root crops, you need to think of two things. First is that your fertilizer that you use needs to be called complete. Now, there are two words that will be on a fertilizer label that nobody pays any attention to. One is complete. One is balanced. The balanced means that it's the same numbers across 2020-20. Okay, 555. But that's not what you want for this particular thing. Complete means that that particular fertilizer, whatever its numbers are, also has all of the minor elements in it. And it's those minor elements that you're really looking to make sure you have if you want to grow root crops. A lot of times people try over and over. They thin the carrots properly. They do this, they do that. The soil drains, all these kind of things. And they still can't grow the root crop. The good news is there's a bottle of trace elements at the garden center that you can add to your soil that oftentimes will help that particular issue. But it's one that you don't know about until you've tried it. So I would say if everything's growing along in the area, 
It's real, real simple to get yourself just some some seedlings sprouted and then fertilize when you get ready to get them in place for carrots or daikons or turnips. Okay. Let's see. Ray's over in Clinton. Good morning. He's got uh, he planted three blackberry bushes. <laughs> one of them died and one is suffering. He pulled it up. Um, and he, it's about he's trying to take care of it, put it in intensive care. <laughs> Good for you. Sometimes when it's not going right, you just have to give things a little extra attention. That's for sure. Um, he wants to know if he can replant it now because it looks great, or should he put it in the greenhouse this winter? I'd plant it this fall as long since it's doing well. I wouldn't give it any more fertilizer right now. I would let it just grow on, be outdoors, be happy, and then plant it in about a month from now. But, yes, we do have to help them recover sometimes. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because as we speak, I have pothos ivy that got sunburned, and I have pothos ivy that hasn't had enough sun. So what am I doing? I'm cutting them both back and planting them together. Good luck, y'all. <laughs> y'all, need to do, y'all need to take care of each other because, obviously, I've missed on both of them. I had too many pots of pothos. This is my friend Loretta's. Take some cuttings. Okay, I did. I took too many. And then I ended up with pothos all over the place. So now I've got to, I have to go back and rein it in a little bit again because I can't take it in the house. I need another house just for the night blooming cereus. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's really, they're, they're beautiful, but they're, they're not, only the one is four feet wide, but the others are not small plants either. So there's going to be a lot, a lot to work on there. Well, I'm a crab person, as you may well know. I uh, I like the way they look. I like the way they dance. Sometimes I like to eat their what they what they have to offer me in the terms of food. But I've always thought how clever and interesting looking they are. Folks at the Guangzhou Institute of Science and Technology, which is a marvelous acronym, it spells GIST. <laughs> That's terrific. But did you know that? Human and insect vision has really inspired terrestrial artificial vision, all right? And fish eyes have led us to aquatic artificial vision. But guess what? They don't do both. Crabs do. So now we're working with the Fiddler Crab's eye view to inspire our researchers to get a different kind, what is called a novel, because that means unusual, it means the first time it's done, the novel artificial vision that we need we need to be able to go forward and backward they're they're limited to hemispherical like they, they don't do both land and underwater already so now this group of researchers from uh, korea and the united states have worked on this particular thing with omnidirectional imaging ability can work in both aquatic and terrestrial environments and it's patterned after the fiddler crab how cool is that I'm really happy that they have, uh, <laughs> it's pretty crazy looking, but the things that we develop, the things that we read about here are oftentimes the things that make so much difference in a place that we don't even know about. I have been reading about the floods in Pakistan, and there are, half the country is underwater to some extent or another now, and so many of the villages are basically have been turned into islands in the midst of all of this. This is incomprehensible. The aid efforts, the, the the trying to fix things, trying to get people back together, trying to find people, all of this is just really, really hard. You know what the best glimmer is? It's 104 degrees there, and a lot of these people were able to save their solar panels, so they do have fans. 
You think you got a rough day? Think about it. Your day is easy peasy compared to that. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have problems. I'm not saying the world isn't tough. But I am saying that if a solar panel can get me a fan when nothing else can, I'm going to have a solar panel. I love y'all. Thank you very much for being here. Come on and stick around. We got more weekend gardening. Looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Mississippi Lottery Powerball and Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve are giving one Mississippi Lottery insider a chance to become Powerball's first millionaire of the year. The New York Rock and Eve promotion is packed with prizes, and you could win $1,000 just for entering early. Sign up to be a Mississippi Lottery insider by September 30th for a chance to become 2023's first millionaire. Rules and prize descriptions can be found at mslotteryhome.com slash promos. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Engagements offer the promise of eternal love. Confirm that inspiration with a stunning diamond from All Britons. Every stone is carefully selected for its color, cut, and clarity. From classic solitaires to multiple stone selections, All Britons offers the latest designs celebrated for splendor and value. All Britons, four generations strong and still Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. Identity theft shows no signs of slowing down. In fact, more than $14 billion were stolen last year. That's a criminal success story and a wake-up call for everyone else. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, LifeLock will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft, but everyone can save up to 25% their first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at Barone'sTreePros.com. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Without specifying names, Tim Moore of the Mississippi Hospital Association recently told us that five of the state's hospitals are on the brink of closing down. Let's look at all the hospitals that are on the verge of being in negative or going out of business. We're seeing hospitals close. There's about five hospitals that are on the brink right now of shutting the doors, and, and everybody knows most of those. Well, our insurance companies are showing record profits. Now, why, why, we, why is that? 
Moore went on to explain that insurance companies have the luxury of leveraging prices and collecting from users when services are not performed. Hospitals do not. And the high school football coach and the fan who got into a fight during a game earlier this season have agreed to drop all charges against each other. The two individuals, Jimbo Now and Jonathan Deerman, were spotted hugging it out after Thursday morning's court appearance in Jasper County. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. Mississippi is my home. I've been all over the state and seen just about all there is to see. As a native, joining Farm Bureau was a no-brainer. They're there when I need them, with competitive rates and exceptional customer service. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Did you know that Mississippi Industries for the Blind has been serving our community for over 80 years? MIB supports our efforts by selling the products we manufacture as well as offering office and janitorial supplies. MIB can help you kill COVID with our germicidal surface disinfectants and help keep your hands clean with our Purell soap and sanitizers. Shop with a purpose. You'll be helping yourself, your business, and other Mississippians. Check us out at msblind.org. The IRS is getting $80 billion in funding through the Inflation Reduction Act. The Biden administration claims this will allow the agency to audit higher income tax cheats. But Congressman Trent Kelly thinks they have other plans. 87,000 more IRS agents to make sure that folks are paying their taxes. And, and I have no doubt that they will target hardworking small businesses and Republican voters. He says it's another example of the weaponization of these government bureaucracies. Hopefully we'll win back uh, the House in the midterms and the Senate, and there can be some oversight over this. But I'll tell you, they're targeting Republicans. You know, they think they're going to keep us and silence us and muzzle us uh, by threats of uh, of indicting every Republican. But I'll tell you, we are go- we are going to take them to task, and we're at least going to highlight for the American people the injustices they are doing and the way that they are targeting Republicans. I'm Kelly Bennett. With Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The final Saturday of September means pretty much the last non-conference game of the season for Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Bowling Green is at Mississippi State this morning. 11 o'clock is the kickoff at Scott Field. 9 o'clock is the airtime on the MSU Football Network. Then Tulsa comes to Oxford to take on the Ole Miss Rebels, who are undefeated in three ball games, looking to stay that way. Kickoff is at 3 o'clock at Vault Hemingway Stadium. 1 o'clock is the airtime on the Ole Miss Football Network. Other action in the Southeastern Conference. Missouri is at Auburn. Feature matchup is Florida at Tennessee. Arkansas is at Texas A&M. Vanderbilt is at Alabama. Everybody else is in non-conference action. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles got their first win of the season last week. They're 1-2, and two, but they travel to Tulane tonight. The Green Wave are 3-0. and oh. 6 o'clock is kickoff in New Orleans between the Golden Eagles and the Green Wave. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. The Sanderson's Farm Championship gets underway this week at the Country Club of Jackson. Activities will begin on Monday the 26th. The Pro-Ams are Tuesday and Wednesday. And then the championship tournament will get underway and run Thursday through Sunday at the Country Club of Jackson. Defending champion Sam Burns headlines a field that includes four major champions and nine past champions in the 2022 Sanderson's Farm Championship. Burns is currently ranked 12th in the official world golf rankings and was on the U.S. team at the President's Cup tournament as well. Past tournament champions include Sebastian Munoz, Cameron Champ, Ryan Armour, Cody Gribble, Peter Monotti, Nick Taylor, Scott Sollings, and Chris Kirk among the early commitments in the field. And the former major champions, Gary Woodland, the U.S. Open champion in 2019, Jason Dufferin, the PGA Championship winner in 2013. And Stuart Sink, the Open Championship winner in 09. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the Empress of Everything Green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. My goodness, what a beautiful, beautiful day. For those of you who have the nerve to watch the video stream, you will oftentimes see me waving my arms in the air or drawing plants that aren't here and various and sundry other things like that. The folks at Osaka Metropolitan University want you to know that if you talk with your hands, you probably think with them, too. So... Come on now, let's do all this. Let's do this together. It's time for weekend gardening. Let's all get green. Let's all talk about plants. Let's all make sure that the ones we've got are doing what we want them to do. I think that's really funny, but it is true. What they showed is that brain activity in response to the whole business of people talking with their hands was actually reduced. If you if you restrain their hands, you also reduce their ability to communicate. So if you if you're one of those folks and we all know some of them like me who tend to talk with their hands just forgive us and let's go on you know <laughs> now, i've talked with my hands enough that i've knocked you know coffee uh, coca-cola <laughs> anything off of the table. Yeah, anything the- yeah yeah so I've, I've learned to when i'm in here make sure all the drinks are down and uh, very don't, important don't put anything on the very counter. important that's true you are hearing the voice of the one and only lance he is of course here to keep things rolling along this morning and when you call in you'll talk to him first at triple eight eight zero eight eight six three six that is the Super Talk call line. And the ceasefire text line is always available to you when I am here. It is 601-879-4395. <laughs> I love this. Um, 
this is such a good question. Corinne's asking, for, and she's in Jackson. Um, I cut off the green bean plants at the base of the container as I know the nitrogen will be beneficial to the soil. Is it more helpful to put the leaves to be discarded in the small compost conta- containers to break them down or bury them in the con- container soil? I find it easier to turn them un- over into the container itself, but if there's too many of them, put the rest of them in the compost because, yes, they are full of nitrogen, and there's there's no reason to get rid of them. It's a really good question. Um, that's a lovely ligustrum. My goodness, the beans were in the top of the vines that grew into the ligustrum. Now, that, now that's a bean vine. We're, we're going jack in the beanstalk here, Corinne. I like it. <laughs> that's great. Fun stuff. Vince says... Um, Oh, okay. Well, that's a good question. He's been uh, taking on the existing weeds in the bed with Roundup Pro, which is a, is a formulation of Roundup that is a bit toothier than the ones that you might run into otherwise. And he wants to plant Sunshine Ligustrum um, after applying that the Roundup. The Roundup usually will take about a week to yellow out and brown everything up, and you can pull it out. And at that point, you're not – I would read the label. Let me start for that. But I don't believe that there's any greater waiting period of time for that than there is for anything else. Since I don't use it, you you need to read the label. No, that's right. That's why when you come to the Fondren Bottle Tree Garden Tour on October 9th, go to the website, FondrenGardenTour.com, check it out. That's why when you come, if you show up in my front yard, you will be seeing the weeds of Fondren because I don't use Roundup. And I don't – actually, I don't even do – this year I haven't been able to do as much mowing and trimming as I would ordinarily do because I do that to scalp them a whole lot. And I usually plant things – I will be able to show you plants that overgrow them – but there's an awful lot of plants that you either have to put up with or spend a lot of time getting rid of. And in the case of Glyphosate Pro, that's not a cheap product. <laughs> so I've, I've seen it. I know it's on the shelf. So I would wait, you know, give it, give it a couple of weeks to do all the work it's going to do, then clean out the bed and go to planting. But read the label. And understand, too, that cute as they are, sunshine ligustrums are still a hardy shrub that would prefer to be installed in your planting area sometime in not hot weather okay that's always true um let's see oh this is fun you might (laughs) you might john's north of walnut mississippi with two watermelon sprouts about a month old you might depends on what the melon is now if the melon is for for example let's say they're a month old and it takes 100 days usually for a melon to produce a melon so if here on the late September, they're already a month old. That takes you to late October. takes you to late November. The question is, how many cool nights will there be between now and then that will slow the growth of the melon? Okay, that's really what it comes down to. And if, indeed, uh, the winter approaches sooner than it average does, no, you won't get a melon. But I say, why not give it a try? <laughs> why not give it a try? The good news is they're already a month old. So hit them with some fertilizer, keep them in the sun, and you might you might get a melon. Nifty. Really nifty. I have been um, contemplating. I keep planting seeds, that, and some of them don't come up now. You realize I'm planting the seeds from this collection that's been in the container in my uh, storage room for I don't know how long, and some of them don't come up. 
So I I planted mustard the other day, however, from seed that someone had saved, and I think they all came up. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you that you can't save seeds from just about anything, but between storage conditions and the length of time that it takes for a seed to frankly give up the ghost and not be able to sprout because it just basically dissolves inside of itself it dries out too much or the the time frame that it has to stay healthy is gone and it can't get any more resources you know there's all kinds of things that can do in seeds but on the other hand some of the rest of them do fine so why not give them a try And that's what I'm doing now. I need to see whether or not they can make it. (laughs) Because there's no reason. You know the difference between a collector and a hoarder? I got this from somebody else, and and I I didn't make this up. And I don't think she was talking about me, but we'll see. The difference between a collector and a hoarder is that the collector can find the things and knows what they're for. The hoarder has stuff they don't know where it is, and they can't put their hand on it if they need it. It's just there. And there's a certain sense of security to that. Okay, Uh, my grandmother, I'm pretty sure no matter what drawer in her house you opened up, there was going to be some folded up aluminum foil in there because she aluminum when aluminum foil was invented, she believed in it and she would keep it and wash it and fold it up and put it in a drawer and come back and use it again. Now, of course, she also always bought another roll. So eventually there's a whole lot of aluminum foil everywhere. I don't really think that was hoarding. But maybe it was. She may or may not have known where they all were. She certainly knew what it was for. So think about that. Um, when, when the, <laughs> I love when brain research crashes into itself, and, and I have a chance to talk with you about it. When you hear sounds, you know, when you feel things, when you touch them, sometimes the way things sound help us predict how they're going to feel. What? Yeah, like that aluminum foil. If you hear that sound, that crinkling, that crunching, you know you hear that when you hear it coming out of the box and getting swiped off that horrible thing that you can also cut your thumb off with that's on the side of the box, you know it's aluminum foil. It doesn't sound like cellophane. It doesn't sound like plastic. It doesn't sound like anything else. It sounds like aluminum foil. So we do make these prejudicial judgments. The first folks at the University of East Anglia want us to know But it can also help us process more efficiently. So in other words, we don't have to stop and think, oh, was that aluminum foil? We just know it was aluminum foil and move on. Pretty interesting stuff. They um, used functional MRI. That's the one that measures brain activity while things are happening, as opposed to the looking at the brain without to see what status it is in. This is during the activities. So they, they analyzed all of these things to could tell the sounds apart tell apart sounds, by the way, by, by different kinds of things. Bouncing a ball. I'll say crumbling up the aluminum foil. They didn't say that. But those kind of things, the things that you pretty much know what they are, they found that your brain goes immediately to the association. That might be why when we have experiences of hearing things that we're not accustomed to hearing, it can be so distracting. Um, I, have, I have a particular place in my brain that has a hard time handling really high-pitched motorcycle sounds 
And I've never, this has just been my whole life. I can remember going to the fair in the big old globe and the little tiny motorcycles and the people spinning around in them. And that noise hurt my ears. I still don't like it. I can hear it two streets away from my house. I can't hear anybody knocking on my door, but I can hear the motorcycle because we've all got sounds that, that make particular impacts on us. And sometimes they make sense. Sometimes they don't. The good news about this research is that they made sure to correlate to what you actually hear on hearing tests so they could tell you that the people that were hearing these things were people who could hear. In other words, they were not trying to test anybody's ability to hear. They made sure of that, and then they tested these things. Really important to understand how our brains process these, though, because, of course, if we can separate it out and understand the steps, we have better opportunities to intervene in some of them. Pretty it's, nifty. It's funny you mentioned the sound and, and how things kind of click in your head. I, I remember sitting on a porch for a week or two each night and then getting up early in the morning, drinking my coffee and hearing this. It sounded like a, a, a little girl scream. Oh, and, you know, oh just. And, and finally, you know, I, I kind of gave up thinking, you know, there's just some kids playing somewhere. And this went on for a while. And sitting on the back porch one late one night, I see something shoot by me out of the periphery. And I said, what, what was that? And then I kind of looked over again in a fox. Another one came right by it. And I, I figured out what they that do sound shriek. was. So it's a, yeah, it's yeah. amazing what they do, shriek. they do. And I've yeah. heard them so many times. Anytime I hear that, I know exactly what it is. And, and a lot of people don't know what that sound exactly. is. But I mean, every moment I hear that, I know exactly what that is now. Exactly. When the tree frogs are finally loud enough to get over the cicadas in my backyard, I recognize it because it's a noise that I like. But the first time I heard it, I thought, what is that? You know, it sounds like a frog. Oh, it is. (laughs) But I was so accustomed to the cicadas that I really didn't know. Another thing about our brains, um, I'm really tickled by this particular piece of information because we it is part of how we think about things you know i'm i'm absolutely convinced that if we can think of it we can figure out a way to make it happen most of the time i recognize that some things are impossible but the first thing we have to do is is be able to visualize and be able to imagine and be able to see how it could happen so how does your brain go oops how does your brain recognize when it didn't hear the right sound or when it didn't understand that what you already know changes how you see things and all of these other things that they've been finding out. Back again in peer-reviewed science, the study's key finding is that your brain uses the same bunch of neurons for performance feedback in a lot of different situations. In other words, it doesn't bounce around like a pinball in your head. So, when when this this partic- this gives us a great deal of flexibility to learn new things because we're able to experience what didn't work in another one and apply it to the one we're trying now i am in the process of teaching myself how to do some things that i haven't done in a long time the files are in here in my head but oh my goodness do you know how hard it is to remember how to set in a sleeve if you haven't done it and oh i don't know 20 years that's a lot but the good news is i was able to access the file and a little piece of youtube so i could see how to do it the one in my head is my grandmother teaching me okay and my brain occasionally says even oops at those things because either i don't remember it right or maybe she was doing things in her own way i don't think she was ever like a chef that only gave you three out of the five ingredients that you needed you know for a dish but there were things that she just would have assumed that i knew how to do 
because she'd been doing it for all her whole life. So that's where going and looking at some modern person, in this case it was a um, a young woman in um, Southeast Asia who was sewing, and she was setting in a sleeve. Well, it made more sense to me when I saw both. So that's how your brain, when your brain says, oops, it's the point is that it's got to find another reference point. Cedar sinai Center for Neuroscience and Medicine and the Department of Neurosurgery are all working on this. And I love this. It's a, It's the performance monitor in your head kicking in. That says, wait, oops, wait, you gotta try, do this, do it another way, try it again, figure it out, and now we actually know where it is. That's pretty cool. Somebody asked me if I had been writing about shrubs, and interestingly enough, I have, I keep sort of referring to this book that I'm writing, which is probably gonna take forever, but I, I am working on it, and one of the things that I decided was that I wanted to tell people about the shrubs that I really like that nobody grows and why I think that is. So I'm interested in the things that now this week I'm interested in the things that people take so for granted, like holly bushes. Once you've ever gotten scale on a holly bush or a camellia, you probably aren't going to grow that plant again. And I want to tell you that there's ways to do it. I want to tell you that there are ways to get around that problem First of all, but in the varieties that you select, but also just in the way that you do, in fact, grow the plants. For example, the right plant, right place thing. Um, if, if you've ever been in the courtyard or the, the area going up to a school, um, there's a, a, a anywhere you go, you're going to find a holly bush. I, I just seven times out of ten, that has been chopped off every year of its life, okay? And so as a result, it's two feet tall and has a base on it that's about a foot across. That is such a sad thing. Think about when that holly goes to the holly plant reunion. You know, nobody will dance with her. I mean, it's just terrible. I have another friend who's dealing with holly bushes that were planted literally right next to the house. Well, don't do that. Then you end up having to take the back off, and eventually the whole thing gets too big, and it's already leaning to one side because it was planted in the wrong place in the first place. Oh, my goodness. Hollies, though, can be a seriously wonderful friend. And I want to just extol for a very moment one that you see everywhere and don't even recognize, and that's the dwarf Burford. I am so taken with dwarf Burfords that I want, I want, I wish everybody had a few of them in their yard somewhere. Just, they're such a nice formal hedge, and they're such a very lovely, glossy presentation, and then they make berries. So they're very beautiful plants, but I, I just want to make sure you understand that this is one of the plants that's always going to make it to four feet tall or a little bit taller. If you want a two-foot-tall holly, you need to get a really dwarf, mini dwarf. Dwarf Burford, in this case, just means it's not the tree, okay? It's a four-foot or five-foot-tall shrub. And if you cut it off every year to keep it at two feet tall, you, too, will have that sad holly with the fat bottom and no top that can't dance. You know it's true. Somebody's laughing somewhere. I can hear you. All right, now, if you're not planting onions, you're missing a trick. If you're not planting garlic, you're missing a trick. If you don't like Booker T and the MGs, well, (laughs) there is something really wrong with you. You need to grow more plants.
from the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal, the sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders. Hit the road in style this summer in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander from Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Get a sleek exterior and award-winning interior with seating for seven. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today starting at $26,995 during the summer sales event at Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Going on now. Manufacturer suggested retail price based on Outlander ES2WD. Excludes destination handling, tax title license, etc. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. See dealer for limited warranty and program details. Offer ends 9 22 What's the best way to accomplish a common goal? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything with the right leadership. That's why all of us at Janny King, the king of clean, are excited for this season. At Janny King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your offices, schools, buildings, and churches. Let our team help your team. Go to JannyKingCleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's JannyKingCleans.com. Jenny King, the king of clean. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. 
Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. If you hadn't been two-stepping around the house yet this morning, now's the time. A little bit of Vu Crowley for you. And say hello to my friends in Crowley. Nice place, by the way. And it is, in fact, uh, wow, lots of rice. They grow crawfish, they grow rice, and they grow beautiful plants in Crowley, Louisiana. <laughs> I know you're listening. Good morning. I am so tickled to be able to bring this information to you it is finally time to plant lettuce it is finally time get busy if you haven't already you may have started some seeds you may have begun sowing that's fine plant seeds whatever you're doing do it now i feel like i'm ringing the bell because that's the question really people ask I I had a big discussion with someone, in fact, two different people recently, about iceberg lettuce and what's right and what's wrong with it. Um, What's right with it, from my point of view as a lettuce lover, is that it's available, even when it's too hot for me to be growing any lettuce. The bad news is that it used to be greener than it is now. It's much whiter than than many of us would like. We'd like a little more green to it. But it was considered a very sophisticated dish. And if you've ever seen a menu, they may, it may not be on there anymore unless it's a retro kind of place. But there, there were um, wedge salads, and that was a wedge of iceberg lettuce with basically blue cheese or something on it. And there were all sorts of things like that that we did to celebrate that that wonderful head lettuce. Yes, you can grow head lettuce in the Deep South. It's not as easy, though, as growing leaf lettuce. And that's another reason why we, you know, okay, fine. Just roll that iceberg here from wherever it grew, and I'll be happy to add it to my collection. But when it comes to the leafy lettuces, the red leaf lettuces, the green leaf lettuces, and the really things like romaine and whatnot, we can do such a good job with them that semi-heading like romaine or red sails or some of the others that you that you see the plants for are really, really beautiful to grow. And you don't need a big container. They're not going to have six inches deep of roots, if that, even even after the plant gets very large. So you can do these in small containers. You can do them in, in um, tabletop gardens, you know, and, and really just give yourself the opportunity to be harvesting some of your food on an everyday basis. There are differences about how plants grow and how they taste depending on how what the soil is. We hear that oftentimes about tomatoes, but it is true of other things, even though some of those differences may be fairly subtle. Um, the University of Turku in Finland has been working on the role of soil microbiota in the success of garden lupin. Now, you know, um, you know lupin, garden bluebells, that kind of stuff. We don't grow that as much here as they do other places, but it is still it's something that we can grow as an annual plant here. Nitrogen is needed, of course, and but what makes garden lupin so interesting to these folks and what makes it is a, a very, very successful invasive plant where it is perennial. Okay, 
So we don't like it that much. We like it, but we don't like it when it takes over places that we don't want it to have. They figured out that what we've got going on is, in this case, root nodule bacteria that convert atmospheric nitrogen for the plant's use. In other words, the same thing that we talk about so joyfully in bees and beans and peas is what makes lupin and other plants like it very able to invade spaces because they've literally got everything they need in their own root nodules. They just convert the nitrogen and off they go. That symbiotic relationship with the bacteria, between the bacteria, I should say, and the the plant roots, especially in nutrient-poor environments, really does give that plant an advantage over other things. And in fact, it, that quality of being able to suppress other things around you is something that we want to learn more about, of course. They discovered that the soil microbes, regardless of where the lupins came from, the soil microbes themselves were actually a limiting factor or, correlatively, a suppressive factor. So in other words, if we can, as gardeners, begin to have products made for us, products derived for us, these would be naturally occurring things, of course, in in that it is soil microbes, but we might be able to suppress some of the things that we don't want to grow. That's so interesting to me. How is that possible? Well, it's because soil microbiota does have that much impact on the root of the plant it's growing. If there's less of them there, the, the root has to depend, it would seem to me, on its own self, and in the case of the garden lupin, it's very successful at that. In the case of some other plants, that might be the end of them, because they're not. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's just beautiful. John has uh, sent some really gorgeous pictures in today from Tallahatchie for me to, frankly, ooh and ah over, and, and I appreciate it. Beautiful, beautiful. He does a great job. Everyone, and, and you know, I've walked you would, around those would, areas. You would always hope that a working professional artist would be this good, <laughs> yeah. and in fact, he is. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. I've walked around Sardis in so many places up north Mississippi. Beautiful terrain. You got the hills, and yeah. you know the leaves start dropping a little bit earlier, and you can tell it's getting pretty. Mm-hmm. The, the cool air is starting to come a little fog there's, on the there's water. There's something about cypress trees gone to rust color that mm-hmm. just warms my heart. Makes, Prettiest makes color me, ever. Makes me just feel so happy happy for the season change and i realize that's not something that everybody even likes and yes if you are here in my home state of mississippi and you want to see beautiful fall color go to tishomingo okay there's other places but that's that's stunning they're listening to me right now and they're all nodding because it's true now if you're in my home home state of louisiana you'll have to go to arkansas (laughs) so (laughs) We don't have we don't have really good color over there. We have some, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. This would be a really good time if you are intending to uh, get yourself some greens to harvest from your own garden or maybe a neighbor's garden. If you're, you know, a little bit nosy and going to go pick on their 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 evergreens, this would be a really good time to go and look at them and see what kind of condition they're in. You may be seeing some insects in there you may be seeing a little bit of just debris you know tree leaves and whatnot that's fallen in there this is a great time believe it or not it's not that long before you're going to want to cut those so if there is an insect issue go ahead and get something and treat for it now 
and with the cooler weather coming along, you may actually be able to get out and shake them a little bit and get some of the bugs and some of the uh, leaves and things out. There's nothing sadder than deciding you're going to cut greens from your own garden and do that natural decorating, and then all of a sudden there's things crawling around all over your mantelpiece. You don't want that. We can fix that. Just have to think a little bit ahead. Now, I'll grant you, sometimes you buy stuff and stuff crawls out of it, too, but we can certainly prevent it in our own garden. The holiday greenery is uh, really something. The People have been bringing in greenery for hundreds of years, of course, maybe thousands. In many cases, um, there's sort of a prejudice toward it or against it, depending on who you are and where you live. But the, the Europeans, for many, many decades, were convinced... And I'd say that, generally speaking, this is usually Western European, but it's not specifically that. Um, They really felt that the the spirits, if you believe that there are spirits living in the trees, you apparently could think that they were getting cold, so you had to bring the branches inside. I've read this many times in my life, and I have always thought, surely that's not true. But if you think about it in another way, which I also have read about for a long time, you bring in the branches so that the elves and fairies have somewhere to live inside your house while it's cold outside. None of these are good reasons, okay? This is all fiction. The trees and branches are going to be fine. I imagine that the fairies and elves will be fine, too. But when we're thinking about bringing the outdoors in and we want to bring in sheltering, warming vibes, then we do that with branches of greenery. We do it with wreaths. We certainly do it with trees eventually. And ultimately, the whole business of bringing that wreath in or bringing that branch in and hanging it over the mantle is what originally was known as bringing home Christmas. It was not the tree decorating. It was not the whole thing. It was just, um, a, it was just an expression. Uh, it was an, just an expression like, see you in the funny papers. You know, it's, it's an expression that probably, I'm not probably not going to see you in the funny papers, but on the other hand, it's a, it's a, an expression that everyone can relate to. I think. Yeah, most everyone can. My goodness. He's off to a good start. He's really off to a good start. Yeah, that's, that's either great breakfast or lunch coming. And I think the, the, we can be there by lunch. Oh, if I'm we leave ready. Now. The, the crappie white perch, yeah, and he's, like you said, just enough to ruin some oil. I bet he's going to catch a few more before he goes in. I imagine he's going to catch a few more. That's lovely. I, I, I'm uh, I, I'm the granddaughter of a serious fisherman, and uh, they did, he never said this, but they said about him that one of the reasons he really liked it when he had a night shift at the train when he could go to work at night and come home at dawn was because he could go fishing before he went to sleep in the morning. That may or may not be true, but he certainly did that. Um, it, I can remember oftentimes being the recipient of that lunch you know, that was just freshly caught that morning. You can't complain about that for sure. I want to make sure that you all also know, I don't think I mentioned it in this hour, that Wells Fest is happening today if you're in the Jackson area. Get yourself there. I don't talk about everything that goes on everywhere because, believe you me, we have a calendar full of events. But Wells Fest is one of those things that's kind of signal to me. And it has it went on for so long and then it had to change and shift and, and realter itself during the pandemic. And now it's literally back outdoors again on Lakeland Drive in Boyle Park. So if you go, go to the plant sale. That's all I can tell you. It's a great, great group of people, just sweet as they can be. If they've ever been mean to you, don't tell me because I like them. So <laughs> Good people doing good work is always something I appreciate. 
Oh, my magnolia tree has made some seed pods. No, I'm not going to start them. That's how I ended up with the one that's in my front yard today, is it came up from a seed from my neighbor's tree. But, indeed, if you want to save those, this is the time to be saving things like dogwood and and magnolia seed pods. If you want to save those seeds, be aware that a lot of woody plants need that winter cool. So if you're out there and you're picking up the the seed pod and it's still got red pulp all over the seeds and stuff, you've got to clean all that off first. Then you're going to put the seeds, not the pulp and not the whole big thing that they're hanging on. You know, the seed form, the structure itself is not what you want to save. You want to save the seed inside. And when you do that, you're going to put them into wet sand, damp sand. I shouldn't say wet, damp sand in somewhere that's about 40 degrees. Generally speaking, that's your produce drawer in your refrigerator. But just like it's also getting to be time very soon to to buy our tulip bulbs and chill them, we need to make room in that produce drawer, and we need to label everything. Um, The last thing you need is for someone to chop up those tulips or chop up those seeds and toss them into a salad because you said, there's stuff in the produce drawer. You think I was at that party? Yeah, I was at that party. Not not me personally didn't do the chopping, but I did recognize that it was tulip bulbs. <clears throat> we took them out. Anyway, I am very happy to say that uh, I'm, I'm tickled, as, as always, by the things that you cook and then you don't realize what you've cooked. Um, I have made tomato sauce. I, 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 I had some old tomatoes. I had some tomatoes that were kind of sad. So I roasted them, which is my general method of dealing with things like that, which gives them another flavor, another layer of stuff, and put in some onions with it. Made a really lovely ragu kind of a thing. Well, I ate that, but then there was a lot of it left because I had several tomatoes that I had to do this to. And I took them and put them into what became a red sauce. Well, now that red sauce has gone on to pizza, lasagna, <laughs> and there's still some in one container in the freezer. You got chili coming too. Maybe, maybe having chili. Maybe having chili. Although I have to say, I'm I, my, I'm a chili powder nut, and so there's not as much tomato in in my chilies as there is chili powder. <laughs> but there could be some. There could be some. And I, this is going to be this is going to be a good chilly weather period of time coming up. But I'm also, I have to tell y'all, I've fallen into a coconut milk in my soup thing. So Tom Ka and all of those other kinds of flavors with the ginger and the lemongrass, when you grow these things, you realize, well, i got to do something with this. It's not, it's, it isn't that it's just wonderful. It's that it's productive and absolutely delicious. So, yes, the ginger that sprouted at the, from the store ended up getting planted. And the lemongrass eventually got planted that was kind of sad looking. And all of them are doing beautifully. So, well, have to make some soup. Have to make some soup. And you're welcome to send me your recipes, of course. 601-879-4395. I've gotten a lot of good recipes here, by the way. Still eating those. Still still making. I've I've eaten them all that I cooked, but I'm still going to cook some more lentils, thanks to y'all. I used to hate lentils. Well, no, that's not true. I couldn't see the reason for eating them because they all tasted the same. Well, they don't. Depends on what you do to them. Depends on which little it is. Hmm. Lots to talk about. Right now, though, we got a full frog hop right on out of here. 
Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Mississippi Lottery Powerball and Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve are giving one Mississippi Lottery insider a chance to become Powerball's first millionaire of the year. The New York Rockin' Eve promotion is packed with prizes, and you could win $1,000 just for entering early. Sign up to be a Mississippi Lottery insider by September 30th for a chance to become 2023's first millionaire. Rules and prize descriptions can be found at mslotteryhome.com slash promos. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Hey y'all, this is Katie Reese with Four Corner Properties of Central Mississippi. I know the market has been crazy lately, which is why you need an experienced and aggressive agent by your side to navigate the process of buying or selling a home. I am well experienced with everything from first-time home buyers to VA loans, and I service the entire state of Mississippi. So call me today for your free market analysis. You can contact me anytime at 601-624-3030 or call the office at 601-952-2828 and ask for your favorite residential agent. I'm excited to work for you. Your next deal on wheels is at Pinnacle Motors. Head on over to Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon for that no-hassle experience on your next pre-owned car, truck, or SUV. Classics from a 57 Chevy to a Corvette, we have those too. And grab that trailer to pull that four-wheeler, ATV, or tractor as well. Financing warranties and we'll buy your vehicle too. Pinnacle Motors is the place for you. Visit us online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. What are the best-dressed homes wearing this fall? Miss Kelly's Furniture. Cozy up to the latest styles, from classic to contemporary and everything in between. Dress up your home and save as much as $300 and spread your payments out over five years with no money down. Play with patterns, add some drama, or just some finishing touches. With $300 off and five years special financing, updating for fall isn't just easy, it's so much fun. Happy fall, y'all, from Miss Kelly's. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. 
thank you so much for deciding that weekend gardening is part of your world. Those of you who don't know about it already, it's time to subscribe to the Garden Mama newsletter. I put it out weekly. comes to your email box every Friday, just about every Friday. I think I may have missed one this year, but on the other hand, I sent you a redo, so that's okay. The good news is it keeps you up to date on what's going on in my garden and in your garden. It also supports my efforts in sustainable gardening and promoting those points of view, which, as we all know, are not the most popular ones, and yet they're ones that work all the time. So thank you all for that very, very much. You want to get in touch with me anytime, air at yahoo.com is the way to get there. Um, M-A-M-A is the way I spell mama all the time, so mama on air. And, yes, people do try other addresses, but they don't get to me. So do mama on air, M-A-M-A on air at yahoo.com. I had uh, some wonderful pictures this week. And if I was a horticultural entomologist, I would have been tweeting them out all over the place. My Goodness at the woolly aphids on this particular beech tree. Thank you so much for letting me see those. And, yes, they are. We agreed um, that that's what the pest was. When you send me those kind of emails, I can not only have a moment to consider what it is, maybe look something up, maybe see if I find anybody else that's seeing the same things. But, yes, August is woolly aphid month in the Deep South. Too many years, in fact. They do look like... You know, we think of aphids as being about the size of the head of a pen and clear and basically the same color as whatever they're eating. They might be pink, they might be green, they might be some other shade of color. But in the case of woolly aphids, they're an aphid that looks like they've put on a really seriously white polar bear outfit because they're all furry, woolly looking. They've got lots, and they do fly too, by the way. They're a little bigger than the aphids that we find on our tomatoes. So it's something you need to pay attention to. If you see it, it's not necessarily a white fly, and particularly if it has fur sticking out all over it when you see it. White flies white flies are white, and they have wings. That's That's true. They're teeny tiny. But they, on the other hand, are different from these guys. These guys are not as flight prone, but they do fly, and they are real furry looking. So they're not a scale. You'll you'll know the difference once you realize what you're looking at. It's not a scale insect, although there are scale diseases that put on that kind of fur. Sounds like a heck of a fly fishing lure to me. I don't want to doubt that. I have I have no clue. I can tell you that the branch on that beech tree was not being not not going along so well. Somebody would have loved to use those for something else. So why not? You know, been talking about uh, cacao and um, breadfruit here for the last month or so in terms of these alternative um, things that have been around forever that people eat, but that we are seeing more and more of. Partly in response to we're just tired of one thing or another, but also because kind of like that singular banana thing, we would like more choices if we could find them. And uh, in this particular case, cacao is really one of my very favorite things that nobody uses. It is not a chocolate substitute, although it is sold as one. And you might be fooled for a minute, but not much more than that. It is, however, absolutely delicious. Studies in Indonesia have shown that the presence of birds and bats in the cacao orchards really does improve and increase their crop yields. But the 
it's really not just there. It's actually the, a, a relationship between the critters around it and the trees that actually make it a bit more productive, better environment for both. And that's what we're all hoping we're going to have. So in in, our, in order to be sustainable, we have to be able to do something, and we have to be able to continue doing it with minimal or no effect on anything else. In other words, we need to be able to continue it sustainably without putting off some kind of thing that's a serious um, negative on the side of it. And in this case, agroforestry, when it comes to cacao, by the way, y'all do know agroforestry, don't you? That's a term I hope you've learned by now. Um, It's clear that they affect the cacao cultivation as well as the yield, but until now, they weren't able to figure out exactly how. The number of fruit set depends on flying insects that visit, duh, that's pollination. But birds and bats also have an influence because it, they more than double the yield if they are present. So it's not just our little friendly pollinators that we're used to. Ants also assist in this effort if the farm is near, if the, the orchard is near a forest. And presumably that's because they're providing something else that the, the tree needs. Um, squirrels is usually unpleasant because they're this, for the same reason that they're unpleasant in a tulip field. They tear up stuff, and they're not really helpful. But in this case, when they're present, again, the yields go up. And finally, when cacao trees grow in the shade of other plants and flying insects are able to visit the flowers, it also further increases fruit set and, yes, yield. What does this mean? Maybe it means that cacaos needed more pollination than we were aware. Maybe it means that our pollination issues are bigger than we are aware. I don't know about you, but I haven't seen a fruit bat in my yard in two or three years. I used to have them regularly. They're, they've gone somewhere else. And they certainly do help with pollination. So um, cacao trees are originally native to South America, and they're delightful. They're pretty trees, but they do grow in the lower level of the of the rainforest in the tropics. So they are a tropical tree. And apparently, when we understand that there are more things that need pollinating in the tropics than there are pollinators, cacao has pretty much marshaled the entire herd of everything, you know, all the way from squirrels to insects. They've got some assistance going for them. That's why we will be able to use cacao when perhaps we are not able to use some other things as we go along, just in the same way as using breadfruit has become something that we no longer laugh at. We appreciate it. Um, even see it on you know cooking shows and whatnot. Breadfruit is not an unpleasant thing. It's just something we don't run into a lot in the temperate zone. Well, the good news is we we can we can get it. They can bring things to us nowadays. Meanwhile, one more little note on this business of the trees we don't know yet. Mexican mangroves have been capturing carbon successfully for at least 5,000 years. This according to the University of California at Riverside. We those of us who love mangrove forests the way they look, the way they do, the way they are, are particularly happy to hear this because they thrive where other stuff can't live. They live in brackish water. They survive forever, apparently. Some of them actually have air-conducting snorkel roots. If you've ever seen that in any of the pictures, the mangroves are just a magnificent tree. Um, they, They decided... 
because they didn't have anything else to do from the University of California, Riverside and San Diego, that they would go to La Paz, Mexico and study the mangroves. (laughs) And they did. They wanted to find out how they this whole business of biochemical uh, biogeo, actually chemicals circling how energy comes in how they use it and how they produce more with it so that all happened and they're what the good news is that they're the fastest at carbon they're not the fastest at carbon storage but they are one of the greatest repositories of carbon that can hold it for a long long time so before you speak ill of mangroves Think about it. They're not just weird-looking tree colonies. They're actually very useful, very important tree colonies. I got one more thing to tell you today. You don't leave anything when you leave but an impression. So think kindness. Practice kindness. Be kind. And come back here next week for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. You know that nowadays most people go online to look at a business before they At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Is your job recession-proof? Now might be the perfect time to switch careers and become an IT professional with My Computer Career. IT is listed as one of the top recession-proof professions. You could have your dream job in just months, not years. No experience needed. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. You. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.